Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Welcome to episode 50. Josh, episode 50. 50. Dude. Five zero. Five zero. I thought we'd have made it this far. Let's be honest. That is like, and dude, within more than same... two days of listening time. That is intense. We did it. We're here. Was it March that we started? Yeah. Yeah. It had to be March. Right? Yeah. I was uh-huh. thinking like even in the same month, but we skip more weeks than that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were both months off. It's ah, funny. Dude. We almost have a year's worth of listening. At least if you listen just one episode a week. That's right. Like that's that's pretty crazy. That's a lot of listening to Andrew and I talk. That's a lot. Um, sometimes about really important, helpful things. <laughs> and other times about useless information that you'll never <laughs> care to know. <laughs> Yeah. And if you've been with us long enough, you're going to know a lot about Josh's dog and a lot about my chickens and, uh, you know, a lot of other things. But those were, aside from Jesus and things in the Bible, uh, those are probably our two most talked about topics, which is kind of ridiculous. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome for that. And if you want a wire hair Jack Russell Terrier mix, um, he's up for sale. And by sale, I mean you just got to pick him up um, <laughs> because he's a turd uh, and just living these days to make my, my life difficult. Is that why you're going um, that's, camping that's, this that's weekend? Kind of Are you just releasing Jack into the wild? Is that what you're really I'm, doing? I'm going to leave him up there as my plan. I'm going to go camping. I'm going to accidentally forget him. <laughs> And then as I'm driving back down the mountain, like, oh no, I forgot my dog. I'm so uh, broken hearted. That's terrible. Yeah. You well, never honest, do that to Jack. He's not around. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't do that to him. I love him too much, but I also hate him at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's like that video going around on social media right now. That's like, show me someone that you, what is it? It's like someone, show me someone that you're supposed to love a lot, but you actually are annoyed by. I would show my dog. He's, he's, he's pretty annoying these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. He woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning, two nights ago to pee, um, which I guess is better than peeing in my house. So if there's one or the other. Right. Um, but when he like to wake me up, it was like, he was just shaking. So like he stood up (laughs) and not like shaking, like he's scared though. He does that on a regular basis as well. He's terrified of everything. Uh, but shaking like his entire body violently. Um, I don't know to wake up. I don't know what he's doing, but woke me up and it worked. Right. So take him out. And then he's like constantly by my side. I don't know. The Thunderbirds are in town. They've been flying over my house. Yeah. Um, doing like their training or whatever, getting ready for the graduation. Yeah. Uh, at the Air Force Academy. And I think, I think that those Thunderbirds are terrifying him. So I might call the Air Force and just complain, lodge a complaint that they're terrifying my dog and yeah. I need them to stop it. Yeah. And I'm sure as fair. soon as they heard you call, they'd be like, you know what? We're shutting this whole operation down. <laughs> this was the final straw. Uh, I was straw. thinking they're going to give me a plane. We're scaring one well, dog. Like, hey, we're so sorry. We would give you a plane. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. yeah. We're actually going to give we're you and Jack a free ride in one of the jets next year during the official celebration. Ooh, and that would be, be so, so awesome. Cool. Be so awesome. I'd probably yeah, poop myself, pee myself, and throw up. But <laughs> I think it'd be worth it. It'd be an experience. <laughs> Can you imagine being the fighter pilot who's just like, all right, I'm like, I'll volunteer. I'll take Josh and his dog. And then, then you literally, you, Josh, literally poop, pee and throw up in his jet at the same time. 
And uh, you just have to live with that. You're like, well, the show's going to last another 30 minutes. That all happened during takeoff. And if I was I that just pilot, I would just be it. like, yeah, we're done. We're, we're landing. Now. I'm going to crash this jet. Uh, this pushed the me too far. The question is, did it happen all at the same time? <laughs> or was it like, was it one then the other? Then the other? You know, it'd be uh, like. And it just like all came out. Like, oh, that's. Next. It's like people that like, is it burp and fart or sneeze and fart at the same time? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one of those things. Yeah. It's one of those things. I've oh, done it. Man. Any anytime you have any combination of those happening at the same time, it's a bad moment uh, when you're fully clothed and, and unplanning. That. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, even wait, 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 wait. what did you just say? So if you're fully clothed and unplanning that, so is there times that you're not clothed and you're planning to do it? I'm just curious <laughs> to get like a, a, a deeper view of your life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Like, like Thursday at 6 p.m. There's a difference between like, you know, pooping like it where you should uh, and pooping in your pants is what I'm trying to say. And there's yeah. also a difference okay, in like, fair. oh, I'm about to throw up and like you go to like a bowl or the toilet or something and you deal with it because you're sick versus just like. Have Bruh. you ever done the whole. Have you ever done the whole diarrhea throw up at the same time thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's always been a big thing of mine. Uh, this is such a yeah. great start to our Which, episode like, 50. It's one this of those is, things that, like, yeah. I plan ahead for those kind of stuff. I'm a planner by nature. So um, I'm thinking, like, well, if it ever happened, like, <laughs> you're throwing up in the you're throwing up in the bathtub. I'm like, That's, you got to remember that. You just got to make the decision before you get there. So when it happens, you just you just go to the plan. Um, and not have to like wonder in the moment because you want to be like mid poo and you're like, oh, I got to throw up and you only do that in the toilet. And then <laughs> nobody. No, that's a bad day. Nobody yeah. Wants that. Nobody Always wants that. Up. Always yeah. throw up in the bathtub or the shower, whatever's nearby. <laughs> and, and if it's neither of those, you got like a half bath. That's where you ended up. Sink. Sink is always an option. Sink, sink so, is it. I would recommend the sink be. Yeah, you always want that to be the top end and not the bottom end. Oh. I just feel like clean the bottom end out Those of there. Those are words to live by. Sink is for the top end, not the bottom end. Um, yeah, always, always the top end. Yeah, always the top end. Man, um, I had a would you rather, but it pales in comparison to this. Like, just compared to our discussion, it seems so tame now uh, that I'm just like, <laughs> do I even do I even ask it? I was here's. <laughs> Here's my very lame would you rather I was going to ask you, but it, seriously, you don't even need to answer it. I don't feel like it's even worthy of of where we just were. Um, I was just going to ask, like, would you rather conduct a very serious meeting, something in like the interview level for a job you want um, from a porta potty? Uh, and like they don't know it's a porta potty, but you know, and it's August and it smells bad and it, like full heat in that plastic mm. wall porta potty. That's pretty full. So would you rather do that uh, video call or have like drink only really weak coffee for, I don't know, a month, like just all every bit of coffee you make, it's always weaker than you want it to be and tastes like water. Just like water. Yeah. Uh, Like coffee flavored water, you know? Yeah. I'd probably go, I'd probably go for the meeting in the, in the, as long as I didn't know. Yeah. Like yeah. if you could do the whole take the background out and put a different background there, I'm like, oh, I'm on the beach. I could, 
I could muster it up of like smelling the poop. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm probably pooping. I would assume. I would assume if I'm in a porta potty, I'm pooping. So I'm in a meeting. No, no, pooping. no, no. It's um, just like for whatever reason, circumstances dictate that you have to be in the porta potty. You know, like it's quiet outside. Like I'm it's not sitting. I'm not sitting on a. I'm not sitting on a toilet if I'm not with my pants down. That's just weird. <laughs> no, you're sitting because you're you. You. This is with your life. <laughs> you're going full bore you're like i'm gonna maximize this thing that's Uh, where you're like can i get through this meeting and take a poop because that's a pretty crazy story like to be able to share later and get away with it that's like that's it really is but can i man with this let's go for it that is funny yeah i appreciate i have respect for that man they would never know yeah, who wants to drink weak coffee? Like that's yeah. miserable, especially for a month. For a month, oh, I know maybe. it's serious. I wonder I, sometimes if I'm addicted to coffee. Um, coffee doesn't really like get me all hyped up and energized. There's just something I really like to drink, and I, I wonder like, could I give up coffee for a, a week or a month? And I probably could, but I also have no intention on trying. Yeah, yeah, it would completely change my routine. Weak, weak like coffee is, is just an insult every time. It's bad for you. You know, yeah. it's like I had a cup of weak coffee the other day, and I do think I'm addicted. It doesn't necessarily get me fired up, but I, you know, I need it. Um, but yeah, man, weak coffee is, is an insult to, to coffee and the worst to the drinker. Part is like, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in the weak coffee game for a month and like you have friends over and they're like, oh, I'd love some coffee. You have to serve them weak coffee. So now they <laughs> yeah, think you you're do. a weak coffee person. Yeah. They think they think poorly of out of that. You're yeah. just like, I'm I just I know it's bad. Um, I have a coffee story when pour overs were all the rage. I still do pour overs. I got the whole setup. But when they were all the rage, we were at uh, an office uh, for a meeting early morning and we needed to grind some beans <clears throat> and I was gonna pour the beans in the grinder. And either the grinder was really clean or I was still half asleep waking up, uh, but I didn't realize the lid was still on the grinder and I poured like half a bag of beans all over the floor uh, at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, so that was always a, that was always a nice one. That's brutal. That's brutal. Dude, I'm just getting an Amazon package right now that I ordered this morning. What? That's wild, man. That's, that's oh, Amazon. Solid delivery, solid turnaround time right there. Nice. Yeah. I need it too. It's a power adapter for my laptop. Hey, you <laughs> should you should keep talking for a sec. I gotta mute for just a moment here. <laughs> okay. What do we want to talk about? Well, Andrew's gone taking care of screaming babies, or that might be a screaming wife. I'm not really sure. And we don't want to make any assumptions here and be an ageist. It could be a grown woman or a child. Um We'll talk about Amazon for a second. Like, no joke. Ordered that this morning, and it literally just showed up. I just got the email saying my power adapter ran. I'm not a huge fan of Amazon for a lot of different reasons, um, but same-day delivery, that's, uh, that's pretty hard. You can do the same thing, give you some free advice now that we're just killing time while Andrew takes care of his, his child. Um, Walmart does the same thing and they got like the whole similar plan of like two days shipping for hundred bucks a year or whatever it is. That's what we're checking out because they also do same day delivery. If um, it's something that's in one of their stores and they just, I don't know, one of the delivery companies, Grubhub or DoorDash or one of those actually does a delivery to your house. 
Um, so if you haven't checked them out, it's worth checking out as well. And they have a lot of things on their website, just not not everything. It's definitely not on Amazon. Dude, welcome back. Dude, that was I think I kept such, everyone entertained. That was such helpful advice. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendations. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> to no, me, I'm like, I'm gonna try that. Free trial. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, considering so if you want to get away from Amazon altogether. Yeah. You know, Walmart's an option. Yeah. You just have to like, get over the whole like it's Walmart. Like, right. Right, 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 right. You know, the person that shops at Walmart. Like, what? How do you, how do you come back from that? Right. You're funny. You're sitting here <laughs> okay. like, we don't want to be um, ageist, but you definitely don't want to be the person who shops at Walmart. <laughs> ah, you're funny. Well, um, you could shop at Walmart. That's fine. Whatever. But you just don't want to be the guy that shops at Walmart at like two o'clock in the morning on a Friday. This is true. I don't know if you've been in Walmart around yes, that time, but I have. That's. Uh, that's where the people Walmart website came from. Is that that's the group of people? No <laughs> offense to them. Great. Um, they probably realized something's up. That's why they're shopping at two o'clock in the morning, right? In right. the middle of the week. So, like, they get it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, interesting crew of people. That's for sure. Oh interesting man, crew of people. interesting for sure. Hey, speaking of interesting, Josh. So I know we don't always read the scripture uh, that we're going through. But today and and last week, to be fair, and probably next week, we are going to read the scripture um, because these aren't super famous parables or super famous stories that everybody kind of knows. But with that being said, uh, I'd invite you, uh, whoever you are listening, uh, take a minute, pause this and go read Galatians 3. Um, I'm going to be reading Galatians 3, 23 through 29, but um, we want you to have chances to get in the word yourself and just see what the Lord says to you through it. So um, yeah, this is Galatians 3, 23 through 29, which I think is going to be probably the meat of what we're talking about today. So it says this, before the coming of the faith, we were held in custody under the law locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now this, now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you all are children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed, clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Josh, how does that strike you, my friend? What are your kind of first take reactions to that? I don't have any. I got nothing right now. <laughs> I got nothing. Just nothing. It's it nothing. was all poop talk. That's uh, yeah. that's all we got. All poop talk. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. What you don't know, and we weren't going to tell you, but I'll tell you anyways, because there's probably a drop in energy <laughs> that comes today. But Andrew had a blackout because the Russians hacked their internet or something yeah, like that. That's right. Um, <laughs> we would assume that was the case. Um, so we, yeah, and then weirdly a, after we that, a massive yesterday. thunderstorm knocked out power for five hours at our house. So which it was the Russians first yeah, and then a huge so, thunderstorm. Yeah. Which was the Russians yeah. as well. Probably China, actually. Mm. I think Chinese. 
thunderstorms are more common in the United States. Yeah, that's a good point. It's crazy. That's a good point. The world we live in. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh man. Yeah, um, yeah. This faith or this this relationship with Jesus thing is all about faith. Um, you're now a child of God. You know, filling the seed. You know, filling the the promise that was made to Abraham through Christ. And uh, yeah, I, I think we should just live in that and. That's a good life. That's all I got for yeah. you. All right. Well, that, <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening to today's episode of this Jesus Life podcast. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> dude, I, as I read this, um, I was thinking back to our, like that, so that that ends with like, you're, you're now, you know, part of Abraham's line, essentially. Um, like born as a as a Jew into the tribe uh, into one of the tribes of of being a Jew, and I was thinking about the Good Samaritan episode we did on the parable of the Good Samaritan. If you haven't listened to it, take a minute after this and go check it out. It's really good. Um, and if you remember, like Samaritans were the basically like viewed as half breeds. They were they weren't full blown um, Jewish by bloodline. So they were really seen as like second class, third class citizens, like basically Gentiles and kind of despised by other Jews who were like, I'm full blood Jew, you know? So today we might call that, uh, incredibly racist. Uh, then it was just looked at differently and it's just like, Nope, you're low caste or lower rank of society. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. That's neither here nor there, but the point I'm trying to get at is that in Galatians 3, it's being explained very, very explicitly that under Christ, we are through the work of the gospel done by Christ, through his sacrifice, his death and resurrection, um, we all now are are part of the promise. And And I don't mean necessarily like all of humanity, I mean everyone who claims like Christ as their Lord and savior and, and lives like it. Uh, you are now in the kingdom, uh, through faith, you are in the Royal family, so to say, or so to speak, you know, your heirs, heirs to the kingdom of heaven that is here right now, uh, and will be there in a different form after our physical death here. So, um, I just, I don't know, man, I love that. I, I'm a big fan of that. You know, it's we don't serve a God who looks at us and says, um, well, Josh prayed twice as much as Andrew today, so Josh is worth a lot more to me. Or or some other guy was a, a Jew by blood before becoming a uh, Christian uh, by faith. And so that guy is like levels higher than, than Josh and Andrew, who are, you know, mere Gentiles. Um, it's like, no, under Christ, you are equal. Under Christ, you are uh, the same. You're Christians first, you're Christ followers first, and you are heir to the promises. And, um, you know, you're, you're in the royal priesthood, essentially. Um, there's a concept in theology I always really liked, maybe this is why I'm not Catholic, uh, is I resonate really strongly with this idea of of the priesthood of all believers that like, you know, 
we don't need a mediary between us and the Lord anymore because of Christ's work. The Holy Spirit is our mediary between us and the Lord, in my understanding. And um, we don't need a, a priest necessarily to intercede for us. We can go directly to the Lord, um, you know, e.g. priesthood of all believers. So anyway, man, those are my my first thoughts is like just we are equal in this relationship with the Lord. We are equals in Christ. Um, and and he blew the doors off the barriers that were previously, you know, old covenant uh, barriers of if you sin, you can only pay for that by literal blood. And you can do that through these animals at this type of sacrifice um, with this method and through these priests. It's like, nope, now through faith. Um, you can go directly to the, the Lord. You can repent when you've sinned and, and you can speak directly with him at any time. So, um, I don't know, Josh, maybe, maybe something in there sparked a, I have a, a part two thought, <laughs> but, uh, if not, I could just keep, you know, keep trudging on, I suppose. Yeah. One, one thing that kind of triggered me is, is you're talking, um, and, and in a lot of ways, this was revolutionary to the culture. Um, so looking at 26 and 27, even into where's 20, uh, 20, 28 and then even into 29. Um, like there's this idea, and Paul repeats this a couple of times in his letters, um, that there's neither no Jew no, nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. There is no female, the male or female. I mean, you are all a one, all one in Christ. Um, and this idea, like, <clears throat> excuse me, there's that we're all equals. Like, there's no, there's no hierarchy to this this faith. Like as you were saying, like, mm-hmm. there's not some that are loved more than others. We're all equally loved, and and that love is great for all of us. Um, you know, men are not better than women. Women aren't better better than men. Now we play our roles, but um, you know, the the value perspective of it is we're, we're equal, mm-hmm. um, slave nor free Gentile or Jew, like, and to a Jewish audience, that's a big deal. Um, so there's that piece of it too, of like, here's this revolutionary idea that through the, the sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus, um, that an equality showed up in, in at least the Christian faith. Now, outside of that faith, were males more important than females? 100%. You know, were free people more important than slaves? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the Jewish side of the culture, was Jews more important than Gentiles? 100%. Uh, but when it came to the faith in this new established church, what we call the church, Jesus' church, um, like we all function as equals. Like one doesn't get to have more uh, value than another. We all function in that same place. And I, I think that's important to remember because um, I think oftentimes we got off track of that or in the mm. sake of um, bringing equality, we raise uh, you know what we feel is a uh, a group that has injustice to a higher level than you know the rest of us, um, and I think you can cause a lot of disunity in that environment. Um, yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing that that Christ brought into play. Of one, he raised up all these um, lower class, for lack of a better term, in that society. Um, Right. demographics up to equal and said, no, I deeply love you. I deeply value. I pursued you as much as I pursued, you know, some other person. 
um, and my sacrifice for you is just as great as any other person. I think that's a big that's a big deal. It's something new that get on got introduced um, through Christ and through His church, and it's like that's a beautiful, beautiful um, picture to hold on to and to remind ourselves of. Um, and then we all live in equal value. That you know, my and it goes back to the same humility conversation of like my wants, my desires, what I think is right is not any more important than anyone else's around me. Yeah. Like we all get to function as equals and, and that's okay. Um, yeah. You know, we all get to sit in the, in the midst of that. I think the other big piece too is the verse before that. Um, and I think this speaks just to where, excuse me. Um, I just had breakfast not that long ago. Thank you. Grub up. Uh, and it's coming back up. Uh-oh. It was good. If you were wondering, um, <laughs> uh, it's early in the morning here. Um, if you can hear it in my voice, that's why I haven't even had a meeting yet. Um, but this idea of uh, 26, 27, I'll just read it again. So we're all on the same page. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith uh, for all of you were baptized into Christ, uh, have clothed yourself with Christ. There's other translations mm-hmm. um, that translated it a, a little bit differently. I think give it greater contents, but that's the essence of the words. There is this idea of a, of because we, you know, found faith in Jesus. Um, we believed who he was and, and, you know, he did what he said he was going to do um, conquering death as well. Um, and now we were baptized into that process. It was just a public proclamation of an internal change. Um, and now we're immersed into Christ himself or immersed into Jesus. And I think there's, that's like, that's the piece I think oftentimes we miss um, for this Christian faith. Like it's this immersion into our relationship with Jesus as it deepens and grows as we continue to foster a relationship. We talked about numerous times how we foster that relationship, but um, as we foster this, I don't know the, the piece of immersion, like the imagery that comes to your mind of like, if you're like standing on the edge of a pool with your you know heels on the edge, so you're facing you know the opposite direction of the pool, and you just like fall back freely, kind of like one of those like cinematic mm. movie moments. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all like you know whatever. Like I was going to say like the frame rate, but I don't actually know anything about frame rates, so that's not going to help <laughs> anybody. But it's really, really, really slow motion. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like falling into, so Jesus is like the water and it's like just enveloping up, enveloping, enveloping around you and okay. whatever the word is to go around you. It's early folks. Uh, this is what you get from me. Not that you get better language or, or vocabulary when I'm not just waking up, um, but you're going to get it today. That's right. Um, so it's like that picture of like, maybe it's like a really soft hug. But it's really like you disappearing and you just seeing Jesus, right? It's like yeah. you're going deeper into the water and eventually the water just completely overcovers you. And now you are it's Christ living and no longer you living, um, which yeah. is the goal of all of us, right? That's the sanctification mm-hmm. process um, yep. and a much better life um, if yeah. you chose to live it. Um, so I think there's that piece too that's that's just great imagery to remind ourselves of, of like, no, this is what I'm chasing. Like I want to be completely immersed in Jesus and all Jesus ways. And, I, and yeah. I'm careful to say Jesus ways. Cause I don't want you to get to this legalism piece of like Christianity, mm-hmm. is this list of do's and don'ts. And I just don't do all these things. And I do all these things. And like, there's definitely a part of fostering a relationship with Jesus of obedience. But I think oftentimes obedience is manipulated and changed um, to just, 
more to be con- like the word to be conformed, like just conform to our ways. And that's not yeah. the Jesus way. Like this immersion process of as I, you know, as I deepen in relationship with Jesus and Jesus becomes more and more of who I am and, um, you know, less and less of me and my, you know, sin, my, um, um, uh, what else? Like hurtful personality elements that, that cause harm to other people. All those things start to float away because Jesus is doing the work in me and I'm just being obedient to what Jesus is saying in the midst of my immersion with Jesus rather than yeah. um, trying to create this facade of change on the outside. But an immersion with Jesus never happened on my heart or on my inside. And it's just all self-effort at this point. Um, now I'm yeah. just like, well, I'm a great Christian because I wake up every morning and I read my Bible and I pray throughout the day. And I have this prayer list that I go through. I was sitting at uh, um, a coffee shop yesterday and I love the zeal of young Christians. <laughs> mm. When I say young Christians, yeah. I mean by age, I'm not necessary, mm-hmm. not necessarily maturity in their relationship with Jesus, but Um, and there, I don't know, one guy was, I don't think he was working for a missions organization. I think he just liked to pretend he was, (laughs) I have pretty high level discernment. So when red flags start going off, I'm entertained. So I'm going to listen in, but there's like four or five people having this conversation and talking through all these different things. Um, and just this level of like this facade that they've created of who they are when all reality, like insecurity is running rampant. Um, you could hear it in, in, in their in their choice words and how they react to certain things, um, which mm. for me, insecurity is a huge red flag for lack of depth in relationship with Jesus. Um, mm. Not because we don't have insecurities, but if they're undealt with insecurities and they're you know oozing out of you, I would argue the sanctification process isn't working. Um, so mm. there's a lack of depth in relationship with Jesus, <clears throat> but that's normal. Like you see, I see, you know, Mm. in that example, like I saw it on great display because, you know, they're one, one, they're young, like that just comes with the territory. They haven't learned all the tricks of the trade to hide it all yet. Um, (laughs) So there's that piece of it. And they're highly, you know, full of zeal. So they're, you know, they're chasing after things they think, you know, Jesus is in the midst of and what's really important. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the girls was raising like $40,000 or something like that for, for um, um, campus mission work with, with Mm -hmm. one of the organizations that do that. Uh, yeah. And you're just like, yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of money. I have a lot of questions on why it costs so much for you to do camp and mission. Sure. But right neither here nor right. there. Um, but there's that piece in Christianity that we often find ourselves on that is we've created this environment where it's not up to my relationship with Jesus anymore. It's up to self effort. And then this is where you know hope and joy and life giving spirits start to get sucked out of you, and because you're just trying to do it all on your own, like. And yeah. you don't have to. And maybe it's because you don't feel like you're valuable enough going back to, you know, verse 28. Um, mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you're not, you don't feel like you're as important as, as other people or you're as valuable is probably mm-hmm. a better way to say it than other people. And you don't, des- be, you don't deserve to be um, pursued or um, God doesn't love you as much as he loves other people because they do so much more um, for right. him and for the kingdom. Right. Um, so you feel this need to, I just have to keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. Um, mm. And the point of, of Galatians and the point of a lot of our conversations over the last you know few weeks is stop doing. <laughs> like, unless mm. it's fostering a relationship with Jesus, stop doing. Um, and that's yeah. okay. Um, it's okay to stop doing and just walk in relationship with Jesus. Practice those Jesus habits. Uh, episodes somewhere in the, in the single digits and go back and listen to yeah. it. Actually, if you go to our yeah. website now, which is now mm-hmm. up and running brand new. 
uh, much That's easier right. to follow along with things all put into series. So if you're like, I just want to listen right. to the Jesus habit series and click on that specific series and just listen to those episodes again, trying to help you find the things that you're looking for totally. uh, rather than just a, a barrage of 50 episodes, baby. Cause that's where we're at. <laughs> 50. Um, be hard. could be hard to find things. Um, totally. So we're trying to help you out, but there's that piece of like, if, if that's, if you're doing anything other than that, you're missing the point. And when yep. you get into that conversation of like, and, and Jesus says like, if you love me, you obey my commands. Um, so obedience is important to us. Um, yep. But we make it the most important thing rather than the love for Christ or the relationship with Jesus. Um, yep. So yes, in your relationship with Jesus, 100%, Jesus is going to tell you to do things and tell you not to do things. That's going to happen. But it's on his timeline on, at, at his pace. And that's important. Um, because when we take in all those things, like, well, I'm reading through scripture and it says like, I have to avoid all of these different things and I have to do all these different things. Sure. That's true. Uh, and at some point Jesus will get you to those places. But if you're doing it on your own self-effort, um, you're going to fail. This is going to feel like a burden, this Christianity thing. And I'll be honest with you, eventually your faith, maybe you won't give it up completely, but man, you're not going to practice it and you're going to be pretty angry at it. Um, especially that anger starts to turn towards God. Um, we see it all the time in, in, in Christianity and with Christians that we know. Um, they get to these bitter, angry places because they've been self-efforting for so long and it's not working. So Christianity just must, must not work. When all reality yep. is going back, it's, no, you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> like, immerse yourself in relationship with Jesus. Or as the NIV says, clothe yourself with Christ. That's what this looks like. Foster relationship with Jesus. Focus on these things. Um, and then get to the root of, like, what what may be going on. Uh, maybe it is a, a yeah. lack of value that you feel. So you think, you know, I have to do more for God rather than just foster relationship with Jesus. Um, there's my rant for you, Andrew. I know that was a lot. That's a lot. Um, and there's like eight directions I want to go out of that. But let me just start where you ended uh, with something that that struck me as you were talking. Um, I've heard this. You, I, I've heard this phrase, play silly games, win silly prizes. But Ooh, that's a good in one. This, yeah. Like in this, you know, like play the wrong game, win the wrong prize. Might fit, you Where's know. I need a sticker for that. No, I yeah, play the wrong game, win the wrong prize, um, or something no, like, like that. The other way. You know, play silly, games. play silly games, win silly prizes. Um, because like, man, I was thinking as you were talking about like, you know, going in the wrong directions, and let me just be clear, like, man. I understand. I, I have a pretty decent handle on just how divided we are, even here in the United States where Josh and I live. Like, we are incredibly divided as a people um, on the whole. And then you go into the church world, we're incredibly divided there too, just in the evangelical Christian church world. And uh, I think we're playing silly games and that we are winning silly prizes. Um, a lot. I think we're pushing in the wrong direction, maybe for the right reasons in our mind. Um, but I don't know, man, we, we forget that Jesus went to fishermen, uh, and, and plucked them out of their obscure low class life and elevated them to, um, his disciples, ultimately the apostles of the church. We forget that Jesus liked to hang out 
with prostitutes and tax collectors. We forget that when the religious people of the day went to Jesus and and confronted him on this stuff, he said, "Yeah, doctors don't exist for the for the healthy. They're here for the sick. Like a physician isn't trying to cure somebody who's fully well already. He comes to those who have need and helps them." It's my loose paraphrase of what Jesus said, and he probably said it with a lot of uh, enmity towards them uh, in a good way. But he hung out with the people that that everybody around him, all the religious authorities that that were frankly envious of his ability to communicate, envious of his discernment and his wisdom and his integrity of doing all these things. And the dude, you know, was a carpenter by trade and was a better teacher of the law than any of them and could confound them anytime he wanted and make them look like idiots in front of all the people who looked up to them as being better than themselves. Um, basically, like the most powerful preachers of the day in the Jewish world um, didn't hold a candle to, to Jesus. And, and you know that it burned them to no end when they're like, oh, wait, you're a carpenter by trade? That's what you do? You're one of those low-class people um, and you're here making me feel like I have no idea what what who God actually is because I don't. <laughs> I know the, the way to be religious. I know the way to get praise of men. I know the way to, to get people to follow me and give me their money. Um, I know the way mm. to make people feel guilty and like they always need me as an intermediary between them and God. I know how to create dependence. Um, I don't know how to create mm. disciples. Um, you know, and, and Jesus cute. was the dude who who straight up took people that that other people would have just looked over people that they they wouldn't have even seen maybe the maybe the priests of the day bought their fish at the market but they didn't see the fishermen you know they're just like this is some great fresh fish jesus is like no no i'm gonna take these people who are worthless in the eyes of the world and i'm gonna build my kingdom upon them um i'm gonna start I'm going to spread the word. I'm going to teach them my way. And I'm, and when I'm dead, when I'm raised again and then gone, um, they're going to be the ones that, that unleash the kingdom of heaven on this earth, you know? Um, and man, we just get it so wrong, Josh. Like we play silly games a lot. We, we do the same thing that the Pharisees were doing. We forget so often as Christians, we're, you know, so concerned with, taking our our stands and and making sure everybody knows that we have this moral authority and that we look good and that you know we we put shame on the way they live um that we forget to to reach into their lives and say hey Jesus is here for you too um Jesus came and lived to to break the bonds of your addiction Jesus came and lived to have personal relationship with you um, we know you're addicted to porn. We know you're addicted to to money. We know you're addicted cocaine. to success, to to cocaine, to gambling, to drugs and alcohol, to all these things. We know, like these aren't new problems. You know, maybe they have new forms, but but they're the exact same problems. They're the exact same state of humanity that Jesus came to save, and, and they're. We look at those people and say, like, no, you're a homeless bum. I don't know if I want you in the front row of my church. I don't know if I want you even near my church. Like, can we work with the police and get them out of our parking lot? <laughs> you know, like, but yeah. the reality is, is like, 
where's the grace? Where's the, where we need to be the people who are inviting. And I'm not saying do this all in an unwise way. And I'm not bashing people like I'm better than them. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to like, I don't know. I'm just feeling fired up about the fact that Jesus lived this out so fully and so clearly in every piece of his ministry that it's such an obvious thing for Paul to call out in, in this letter to the Galatians. It's like, you're neither slave nor free. There's not even male or female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. You know, um, you're in the promise if you're in Christ. And I don't know, man, that's, those are my thoughts. It's just like, we got to live like it. We got to figure out how to live like it. And we're never going to be perfect at it, but we should be constantly striving for unity. And in my view, like we should be looking out for, for those who are so overlooked so easily, you know, the, the fishermen behind the fish market, the, the, whatever, the nightclub owner, the, you name it, the people that, that maybe we don't think should darken the doors of our church and should really be co-heirs to the kingdom alongside of us. Those are probably the exact people that we should be trying to reach and trying to intentionally reach. So that's my rant uh, to answer your rant. rant. I think too, like, I think it's important if, if you find yourself there, like um, you look at the sin of this one person and you think to yourself, like, you know, I don't want to engage them. I don't want to be around them. Um, They shouldn't be in my church. They shouldn't be in my community, whatever. However that manifests itself. I think that's worth digging into yourself and having those conversations with Jesus about it as well. Um, figure out why, because oftentimes those are, those are stuck in jealousy, right? Like, you know, that yeah. person has, you know, maybe it's someone that's, you know, wealthy and you want to be wealthy. Um, and you know, you see the sin of their life and that's all you see. Um, so you look at those things you're like, well, God would never save them. Like they're just evil people. And let me re- tell you all the reasons why they're evil. Um, and the reality yeah. is, is like, sure, we're all evil. <laughs> like if you really look at it, that's, that's true of all of us. It's the it's the byproduct of a, of a of a fallen world. But um, that's why Jesus went to the cross is to save yeah. evil people. Um, he's mm-hmm. not any more evil than you are, and that's just the reality of it. Um, but dig into why. So it could be it could be jealousy, and jealousy comes in a lot of different forms, and it's jealous for a lot of different reasons, right? Like maybe it's a jealousy of like they get to live the life that you want to live and participate in the sins that you wish you could participate in. Maybe that's where the jealousy comes from. You know, we right. do weird, twisted things. That's that wouldn't be abnormal uh, for us to have that kind of jealousy. Other comes in pride of like I'm better than those people, and if mm-hmm. we let them in, that makes my betterness a little bit, le- you know, a little bit weaker because yeah. I'm no longer because right. we, you know, soil the the community of of Christ. However, that plays out. I, I think it's worth digging into um, because I think it's going to reveal a lot about your heart, and I think Jesus is going to use that to reveal a lot about your heart. Um, so dig into it if if that where that's where you find yourself. I, I think that line, and maybe that's what we call this thing. It, it doesn't really have anything to do <laughs> with the verses themselves. I don't think, um, but that's a really great quote. Play silly games, mm. win silly prizes. Um, yeah. So then you start looking at your own life of like, what silly games am I playing? Um, mm. And what are the prizes of those? So maybe it's, you know, um, uh, people's appraisal, appraisal, yeah. approval, approval. Maybe approval. they're appraising you as well. Appraisal too. Yeah. Appraisal. yeah. 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 Uh, 
you're looking for the, you know, the approval of man and, and you're, yeah. you're doing everything to win those, those silly prizes. Cause you're playing silly games um, mm-hmm. and you play silly games and you waste a lot of time, a lot of yep. time that could be a lot more effective, a lot more time that you could be um, in deeper relationship with Jesus. Um, I think often too, like, and this is where we kind of get in those weird, silly games is, you know, we want to be seen as a great Christian. I'm, I'm looking for the approval of man to be seen as a great yeah, Christian. Yeah. So it's, here's the great Christian. Here's what great Christians do, right? They got their sweet, they got their sweet, you know, uh, new journal that they've mm-hmm. done all their cool journaly things to, um, mm-hmm. that you see all over Instagram these days. Uh, and this is what, you know, or they got the Bible that's all highlighted and underlined in like 17 different colors and they all mean something, but you forgot what they all meant. Uh, and it was one <laughs> afternoon that you just went through your Bible and just hit out a bunch of books, uh, right. but you didn't actually read it or foster a relationship in the midst of a man. When you post those things to Instagram, you look like a really, really good Christian. Mm-hmm. Getting those um, likes. Or even go the Yeah, or even go the other way. Like, you know, this false humility version of it of like, uh, man, I'm such a bad mom. I did this, this, and this. Not to pick on moms. Um, but like there's that piece of that plays out too. Um, sure. Like what silly games are you playing that you're winning silly prizes for? Mm-hmm. But in all reality, um, other people's opinions of you shouldn't matter. Um, even in the sense of like, well, I'm looking to these people that are more spiritually mature than I am. Um, and I want their approval in the sense that, you know, I'm moving on the same path that they're moving on. So I know I'm moving in the right path. Those are, yeah. that's a genuine yeah. hope. Like that's a genuine goal. Like that's not like you want to be moving towards Jesus and you think this is the way to do it. But we, we've said on this podcast and we'll hit these verses eventually, but um, you know, the fruits of the spirit are the signs that the spirit is at work in your life, that Jesus is at work in your life. So are you mm-hmm. more patient today? Are you more kind today? Are you more self-controlled today? Um, and if you're not those things, then you're not, whatever you're doing is not fostering a relationship with Jesus or it may be fostering a relationship with Jesus, but you're just not listening to what Jesus has to say, which is going to hurt your fostering a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that piece too. Like that should be your guide. Um, how you're perceived by others on whether or not you're a good Christian shouldn't matter. Um, that's a silly game that's going to win you silly prizes. It's not going to yep. win you depth and maturity in Jesus that you know is going to have the ability to handle anything that life throws at you. Um, but when we start using, you know, what what Paul describes is here is the fruits of the spirit. Um, use those as your guide. So if yeah. you're walking today and and we've talked about this before. To have more patience isn't to focus on patience. To be more self-controlled isn't about focusing on being self-controlled. Um, mm. It's about fostering relationship with Jesus and following Jesus's lead in your sanctification process. Um, so focus on the uh, focus on the Jesus part. Uh, immerse yeah. yourself with Christ. Clothe yourself with Christ, as, as Paul tells the Galatians here, um, and and let that be your focus. And then the byproduct of those things is that list of of. Uh, fruits of the spirit. Um, that yeah. isn't the goal. That is a byproduct of the goal. The goal is to foster relationship with Jesus. Now you yeah. know you're fostering a relationship with Jesus if you're seeing more fruit in those fruits. There you go. Yeah. Fruits in those fruits. Fruits um, in those so fruits. That piece. Yeah. I think it's worth keep keeping going because I think I think Paul finishes the thought in the next chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna read 
uh, Galatians 4, 1 through 7. It's the same idea Sweet. that he ended with in, in Galatians 3. Uh, we can kind of keep going in this conversation. Now we've sidetracked like seven times, but it's all good. Uh, that's why we're here. That's why you come back every week to this Jesus Life podcast is because, right. man, are we random? And do we run down all the different tangents to make sure all the tangents have felt equally loved in pursuit? <laughs> that's really all we're trying to do out here. That's right. Um, <laughs> this is Galatians, Galatians 4, 1. Uh, what I am saying, so this is Paul writing again to the Galatians. Uh, what I am saying is that as long as uh, an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, um, the heir is subject to the guardians and the trustees until the time is set by his father. So also, when you, are, you, were, when you were under age, we were in slavery under an elemental spiritual forces of the world. Um Sorry, I had to go back and make sure I read elemental correctly. Uh, hmm. But when you set, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship hmm. or daughtership. Um, because you were sons. Uh, God sent the spirit of his son to our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Boom. I think oftentimes playing those silly games, winning those silly prizes, um, we let too much of others and even others that are important to us. It's our parents growing up. It's people we trust and love. Um, but we let those individuals define our identity rather than Christ himself. And that's where you end up winning silly prizes that can actually cause you a lot of harm rather yep. than saying, no, I'm an heir to God's throne. Um, not because you're going to sit on his throne, um, but you are an yeah. heir to the kingdom. Yeah. Um, God's not going anywhere, so you're never going to take over. Um, but you right. are, you are a son are you, and you are a daughter. And I don't know about you, but like, there's, there's a lot of value in that, right? Like, even if we take it down a couple notches, not to, to take a t- couple notches away from my father, but my father is not God. <laughs> He's, mm-hmm. They're not the same level. He probably knows that I would assume. Um, but I right. take pride in the fact that I'm his son. I take pride yeah. in the fact that I look like him. I take pride in the fact that we have similar mannerisms. Like I take that, mm-hmm. I, there's, there's. There's security in the midst of that. Um, and yeah. it's the same is true now. Now that you know Christ has gone to the cross uh, under the law and, and conquered uh, death, redeeming the law, um, we're now you know, found to be God's child. Um, and, and you've got to hold on to that because that's a big deal. Like, you know, you got to get into like all the different pieces and maybe I'll hand off to you of what those pieces may be, Andrew, but like all the different pieces that, that becomes true of you because you're a son or a daughter of the king. Um, you know, as an heir to the throne, what privileges do you now have um, that others may not have? I think one off the bat is your freedom, right? As a, as an heir to the to the to the kingdom, a child of the king, like you have a high level of freedom that others don't experience. Um, so you know, others are subject to the king. Um, and into uh, societal norms to um, certain controls, or if we go back to, you know, what Paul's describing um, under certain laws of, of, of the old law um, that you now 
because of Christ's sacrifice, function outside of the system. And it's similar to being an heir, right? You function outside of the system. You can really go anywhere you want to go and do whatever you want to do. Now, not all that, all those things are beneficial to you or helpful to you. Some can be harmful to you, um, but you do have freedom to do those things because you're an heir to the, you're the heir to the king. Um, you know, you're a child of, of the one sitting on the throne. Um, so I think there's a big piece of that of like, where's your identity being defined? Uh, if it's being defined in anything other than who Jesus says you are, who God says you are, um, you know, it's worth digging into with, with Christ and having those, those difficult conversations um, with Jesus to start digging into why are you chasing these certain things? And if you can't figure yeah. it out, find a trusted friend um, that loves Jesus and loves you in that order. Uh, if that you know isn't helping you and you need to go a step further, find a Christian counselor that loves you know you and loves Jesus in the opposite order, loves God, loves God and loves you. Um, <laughs> I said it weird, um, and, and let the Christian counselor help you walk through it as well. Um, I think that's a big piece of it too. I think yeah. too often we we play silly games, man, and we get yeah, these silly prizes really for things we shouldn't be chasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you chase applause and you might get it. You know it. You, you might get it and realize you were chasing the wrong thing. You chase being an influencer on Instagram. You might get it or TikTok or wherever is cool now. I don't know. You might get it, but then you realize like, oh, like I got a million likes, but this other person got like 10 million. Like, I don't know. It's nothing. It's, it's kind of empty praise. Like, and I'm not saying those are all bad. You know, it's just like if you, if you chase something that is of the world, you might get it then you're going to realize that mm-hmm. thing was hollow, you know? So, so chase real relationship with the Lord and it's never going to be hollow. It's always, always going to return a hundred times more than you put into it. Um, and I don't know, man, I, I'm feeling fired up about this. Oh, that's my daughter knocking on my door. Um, <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'll be out for ice cream and hamburgers really soon. So yeah, everybody Dang, have ice cream and hamburgers, hamburgers to eat. This is, this is a nice. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I should probably roll pretty quick here, but I don't know, man, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fired up about this and it might even be worth revisiting, uh, when we launch our, our next episode, that four, one through seven again, because being an heir to the throne, heir to the kingdom is a big deal. It, it's not a small thing to be considered part of the family. And just like you were saying, so I don't know, man, I, I just want a final thought from me. Uh, if you're listening to this, Josh and I are in no way condemning chasing silly games. <laughs> We've been there. We've, we're probably there in some way right now that will later, uh, mm-hmm. that the Lord will later reveal to us. Um, but you know, put your focus on, on relationship with the Lord and it's never going to be wrong. Chase Jesus, um, spend time with them, uh, lean on people who love Jesus and love you, um, and, and play the right game, you know, or try your best because silly prizes are, are like dollar store items. You know, you can get a lot for 10 bucks, but, uh, but they're going to break quick and they're not really worth that much. So, um, I don't know. I'm feeling fired up about it. You got any final thoughts, man? Yeah, I think right along the same lines you're at, um, you know, when you said um, you could chase these things and, and they're going to end up being hollow. I think so many people 
chase these things that feel like godly things and feel like this is what you're supposed to do as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it's not about fostering relationship with Jesus and you get to the end of it and they feel hollow. So their faith is now shaken because they think this is what was the, the end of, of this journey. It wasn't Christ. It was, it was this hollow promise or this silly game I played my response, you know, my dollar store prize that I got ended up being, you know, something that broke or got lost within the next yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it, going back to twenty or twenty seven, I think this is a, a big deal for all of you that have been baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. Um, we can't say it enough. Um, I know we say it every podcast. I know you may be sick of hearing it, but I'm telling you, it's the secret sauce of this Christian faith. Foster a relationship with Jesus. Clothe yourself with Christ. Um, do it often. Do it regularly. Um, find the things in your life that foster those things. You know, Go back, listen to the Jesus Habits series, uh, thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Um, and you can, you can find those things all listed perfectly for you, uh, one right after another. Um, you can even get transcripts if you just want to read them. I don't know how good the transcripts are, so we might not want to read them. Um, but there's that piece of, of you know, foster relationship with Jesus. Find the things that help you do that and then practice those things regularly um, because you're going to be amazed at how God speaks to those things. You're going to be amazed at um, the work that God starts to do in your heart and your life as he points out things he wants you to work on. Um, so chase after those things. They matter. They're important. I mean, that's the secret sauce to all this. Stop playing silly games. They're going to get you silly prizes. And when I say that, I say that to Andrew, I say that to you, and I say that to myself. Stop playing silly games that get us silly prizes. Yep. But yeah, that's all I got, Andrew. Those listening, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. I would say we pursue you, um, but we really don't because we don't know all who you are. But if you reach out to us, we 100% respond to you. Uh, Absolutely. Hello at com is our email address. It will go to both Andrew and I and one of us or both of us will definitely respond to you. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear yeah. what Jesus is doing in your life. Um, we want to hear um, how Jesus used elements of this podcast and the things that have been shared um, to help you in your walk with Jesus and finding freedom and finding hope and finding uh, joy and finding a life-giving spirit. Um, we want to get you back to those places because, man, that's where that's where the fruit and the excitement of of this Jesus life is all uh, it exists and is all about. Um, so chase after those things, foster relationship with Jesus, because all those who are baptized in Christ, meaning identify with Jesus as their Lord and Savior, have been clo- or now have clothed themselves with Christ. Go foster relationship Amen. with Jesus. That's all I got for you. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.